In this episode of Here's the Deal, I sit down again with my trainer, Josh Levine. We are talking about transitioning your workouts from the gym to your home environment and what exactly that looks like in terms of creating a new routine for yourself, a ritual to get your body and your mind primed for what it is you're about to do, and also how to increase the intensity when you're working with perhaps a limited weight selection or or zero to no equipment because it's not about the equipment. It's not the equipment that gives you a good workout. It's the intention and the integrity that you put into the movements. So this is a very tactical and hands-on episode, but also it's going to get you thinking about why is it that you train in the first place? Why do you do this? What other benefits are you getting out of it? Is it the only time you have in yourself during the day? Is it good for your mental health? And do your workouts need to change? Um, we're giving you a couple of resources of where you can get some pretty affordable at-home work equipment in the in the form of exercise bands because bands are a great tool that you can implement and what's awesome is once you have your bands you can travel with them and it's going to add um, not only a level of intensity variety but also fun and and a new challenge into your workouts so enjoy please let us know if you have any questions and um, get those at-home workouts dialed in have a great day you guys Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. So pumped today, number one, because Josh and I are chatting and I haven't seen Josh's face in, oh, I don't know how many weeks. I missed it's been too long, but human interaction is so exciting right now. It is. And you guys don't understand. I see Josh four times a week normally in person. He is my break in the day. He is my human interaction. And so not seeing him has been hard. But we're going to talk about making other things hard today in the terms of your workouts at home. So before we dive into this, so Josh, you guys know is, I like to think of Josh as the trainer for the trainers um, because he's so good at what he does and he does work with a lot of fellow, fellow trainers. What are you seeing right now with your clients as you've transitioned from seeing them in the gym two, three, four times a week, and now they are at home, maybe doing their workouts, maybe not doing their workouts. What's that looking like for you and your clients? It's, it's been difficult and it's been difficult for a lot of people. Um, I've talked about this before where part of you going to the gym is that you're surrounded by other people who are there to do a lot of work. You have this ritual that you do before you go to your workout. Like you have your pre-workout meal and your pre-workout drink and you put on your clothes and all these things that lead up to the workout and then actually going somewhere that get your mind ready to work. And it's just more of a part of your day. And now a lot of people are missing that. Like no one really has access to gyms. And so motivation is definitely harder to come by. Um, 
you're also, especially if you have kids, you're dealing with a lot of other things at home. And so compliance is a little bit more difficult. And, you know, I'll say I do have my elite clients that like working out is not an, it's not an option, it's a necessity. And those people are still making really great progress. And then other people are struggling a little bit more and that's okay because they need to do things that are going to keep their sanity right now. So if they're not getting their workout in, but they're getting outside and they're going for a bike ride or they're doing things that are still considered active, but like filling up their, their, their battery, I'll call it, or like fueling their fire and, and making them feel better mentally and physically, then that's a win. Like your mental health comes first right now, especially. Yeah. So I've seen a mix of all sorts of different things. Um, but like I said, you know, my elite clients, it's not an option. Everyone else, it's, it's, uh, they're doing what they can. And, and I'm trying to help them as much as I can. Um, you know, I want to fill people up and give them my energy and, um, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. So there's a good thing. I think take. it's really important to understand that. So you guys have heard from a therapist, a counselor, and now a, a personal trainer and, and coach, there is literally no one right way how you should be dealing with this situation when it comes to anything. So especially your training, you have to understand where you are so that you can set your own expectations. Um, because yeah, everyone is in a totally different spot. Some people have been not affected at all. Some people's lives have been turned upside down. So you got to work with the parameters that, that you, you have right now. I want to talk about the ritual because um, I've, tra I've transitioned my workouts to home. And yes, that is a big, that's one of the hurdles that I have. I'm just going down into the basement. Like, so what do I do? And if you guys need any tips, I don't know if Josh has a ritual, but my current ritual is I definitely got a pre-workout and I bought it from a friend who sells isogenics because I feel that right now we totally need to support our people. So rather than going to like GNC, I bought it from my friend, Sarah. So get your people set up. Anyway, I put on a cute workout outfit always just because I'm working out at home does not mean that I work out like in my pajamas. I like to put on a cute workout outfit. Josh knows I have leggings for leg day. Certain tops are for back day. <laughs> like, yes, this is the level of crazy I am. But then, and then I take a pre-workout selfie. I just do it so I can see where I'm at for the day. And then I know it's time for me to go downstairs. All these things prime my body for what's about to come. So do you have anything that is working for you right now for your ritual? Yeah, my, so my ritual will, it's been the same for a really long time. Um, I always have my pre-workout meal. And once I have my pre-workout meal, like I'm carved up and I'm, I just feel like I have to do something with all that energy that I'm going to have. You know, it's a lot of glycogen that I, I just feel like I don't want to waste. So I have my pre-workout meal. I get a few things done around the house while I wait for that to settle. And then, yeah, I'll have my pre-workout drink. Um, I still put on my workout clothes, the same ones that I would wear to the gym because it's part of like, it's just part of my process. And then I think the most important part of all this for me, and you've done a really good job of this yourself, is I need a space that is my workout space. Like normally we go to the gym and it's interesting because I was just listening to my girlfriend's um, 
one of her online classes, they were talking about how when you um, do things in your bed or your bedroom that are not conducive to sleeping, like if you're on your phone or if you're watching TV, it's going to interrupt your sleep because your bed is for sleeping. Your living room is for like hanging out, watching TV, whatever it is. You have places in your house that like signal your body that you're going to do something there. And so I think it's important that people have an area in their house that, okay, this is my workout area. I'm not going to do it in the bedroom. I'm not going to like work out wherever. Find a place and make it consistent. You have your basement. For some people, it might be their living room. Um, For some people, it might be like their patio or their garage. But I think that's been really helpful for me is I have my equipment somewhere and I keep it there and that's where I'm going to lift. hundred percent, especially like today, we're not talking about sleep, but that is huge. Keep mm-hmm. your bedroom for sleeping, no TV. Yeah. Don't get on I your phone. I like to have intense conversations in my bedroom. Like yeah, if Matt and I have to talk about something, I don't like doing it in my bedroom because that's, it's going to mess with my sleep. Yep. The two yeah. most sacred spaces in my house are my bedroom and my gym space now. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for training at home, um, Josh has moved me. All my workouts are now at home and I am still able to get effective workouts at home. I am still challenged. Um, I don't know if I'm seeing any strength gains. I mean, I have increased my pull-ups by two. I saw that. Yes. That's pretty wild. There's that. Um, but we're going to talk about ways you can increase the intensity and make your workouts just as hard at home as you can in the gym. And I'm going to drive you guys to Josh's Instagram because he's done several videos. So anything that you can't like visually see in your brain as we explain it, I think he's got a video for it. So let's talk about where do you want to start? What's, what are the ways that you're making it hard for people at home? So, I mean, For most of my clients who have limited access to equipment, um, we're really adding in what I'll call like intensity uh, intensifiers or intensity amplifiers. Um, Things like uh, increased time under tension, isometric holds, pulses, um, drop sets, rest pause sets, supersets, um, a whole bunch of different theories that when when you apply them to your training it's going to make a lighter load feel heavier Mm. because like you said you're not really seeing very many strength gains because most people don't have enough weight to really stimulate a strong strength adaptation right now but if you have bands or if you have like like for for you for pull-ups your body weight is plenty um, you're able to either improve the number of reps you can perform or improve the number of tension, the, the, the amount of time that you're under tension, there's a lot of different ways that we can make those exercises harder without actually having more weight because the weight doesn't determine how hard the exercise is the way you perform it does. Okay. Now I want to break these down in case anyone is not familiar with some of these terms. So time under tension, let's talk about that. What specifically is that? So time under tension is the amount of time that the target muscle that you're training is being affected by the load. So say you're doing a bicep curl. If you let your arms go all the way down and relax, you're no longer, your bicep is no longer under tension. But if you just like barely initiate that bicep curl, 
Now your bicep is under tension. So if you go from that barely initiated bicep curl position up to the top and keep your bicep squeezed and then down to the bottom, the whole time the bicep is under tension. Now, if you can keep doing curls like that without relaxing, without losing tension in the bicep for say 40 seconds, you're doing curls like that for 40 seconds. That's 40 seconds of time under tension. Awesome. And to improve upon that, maybe you slow down the bicep curl. Maybe you do them at the same speed, but you do them for 45 seconds. No matter what, we want to we increase the amount of time that the muscle is under tension. So if this week you did 40 seconds, next week you try 45. The week after that, you try to get 50. And this should be like pretty much to failure. You know, you go for as long as you can, especially with bands. It's one of the safest ways to experiment with failure because it's not a heavy weight. And if anything happens, you just let go. So so it's the safest way to experiment with failure. Um, Would you consider like, does 21s fall under the time under tension philosophy or is that a difference? Yeah, so that 21s, um, that is a lot of time under tension because you're you're not relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that also falls into like, I almost might call that like a mechanical drop set. It's actually kind of like a reverse mechanical drop set. Um, But that would be more like partials, pulses. Okay. Light mechanical advantage based on how you start and how you finish. Um, The mechanical advantage of an exercise is basically think of it. We've talked about it. You and I have talked about this in terms of strength curves. Um, But you might think of this as... um, if you do a push up with your feet elevated on, on a, on a chair, and I just did a post about this, that's a lot harder than if you did that same push up with your hands elevated on the chair. And so there's different parts of the exercise that are hard. And you can relate that to the bicep curl, where if you're doing a bicep curl with a band, the exercise is hardest in the middle. So you can kind of play with the bottom part of the exercise and then the top part of the exercise, and you'll find that one might be easier than the other. Oh, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, push-ups. Like, who, push-ups are going to be hard, no matter what. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is an exercise that you could really take and get really good at for the next two months with all the different variations that Josh just talked about. Decline push-ups, incline push-ups, regular push-ups, push-ups with a band, which we'll talk about bands in just a second. Mm-hmm. But there, just to drive home the point, there are ways to get your effective workout at home. Now the holds, talk about holds. Is this just like squatting and holding at the bottom, plank holds, wall sit holds? What's this include? Yeah, isometric holds. So of course, plank holds and wall sit holds, um, those are also considered isometric. Um, What I like to incorporate into training, especially at home when we have limited equipment, is the use of an isometric hold uh, in a couple of different places. One would be at the lengthened position uh, of a rep. So for example, if you are doing a squat and you go all the way down to the bottom of the squat and you maintain tension, so you're not just like relaxing, like sitting, sitting on your legs. Um, and you hold there for a second, you're going to take all the momentum out of going back up because your muscles have a stretch reflex, right? So if you stop, you remove that it's a lot harder to re-engage and go back up. 
So that alone will make the exercise harder. Um, the other way that I would incorporate an isometric hold is I do this on um, my lateral raises a lot is I will pause in either the peak stretch or peak contract, contract contracted portion of the movement. Um, and you can think of this, I do these on my, my lateral raises. If I'm doing lateral raises with a dumbbell or a band, I will hold at the top when my shoulder is all the way contracted, it's really squeezed and I'll hold that for a second and then maintain my tension on the way back down. That would be holding at the top. The other way, way I would perform that would be um, like we mentioned on a squat, you can do it on a squat or a push up, going all the way down, maintaining tension, hold for a second and then explode back up. And just that removal of momentum is going to make the exercise a lot harder. I want to touch on something that you just said with the maintaining tension, because I don't think everyone um, understands necessarily how to do that. I feel that takes a lot of mind body connection. So can we dive into what does that mean to maintain the tension? And let's use that example again of a lateral raise. So you guys, if you're not familiar, lateral raise, just lifting your arms out to the sides, bring your wrist in line with your shoulders out to the side, lateral raises. Yep. So, Tension is, I mean, tension's like kind of the name of the game when it comes to, to exercise. I think that, um, and I actually, uh, Coach Mark Tominek, I believe, said this, that people tend to train movements more than muscles. Mm-hmm. And tension and maintaining tension is a byproduct of training the muscle. So when you're doing a lateral raise, arms down to your side and then uh, elbows up even with your shoulder, um, the goal is to create as much tension as possible within the shoulder, the deltoid. Now, when you relax that at the bottom, you lose tension on the muscle. And when we go back to the time under tension description that we were talking about before, there's less time under tension on the muscle, which means there's less growth. There's less damage occurring, which means there's less growth happening. Um, and keeping that tension is really important, especially we want to train the muscle, not the movement. I can just throw my arms out to my sides and like flap my arms like a bird. And I'm basically doing lateral raises. But if I'm not focused, if I'm not performing the exercise with intent, then I'm not going to get nearly as much out of it. And I think that is probably like a really big thing for those of you working out at home and all you've got are five and 10 pound dumbbells. How are we going to make that work for you right there? The intent, mm-hmm. feeling it, squeezing it, moving mindfully, put your mind in the muscle. I can make, I bet you I could make body weights, like deadlifts, hip hinges, challenging for myself just by engaging the glutes and the hamstrings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and while you're working out at home, this is actually a really good time to work on this, this sort of stuff because my muscle connection does not come easy. I mean, it took me like, it took me years to find my, my chest and my, my hamstrings. Um, it's really difficult, but bands have this weird way of forcing really intense mind muscle connection because of the variable resistance. Uh, you're forced to perform exercises utilizing the proper muscles, especially if you're maintaining good posture. So 
while you're using your bands at home, while, you, while you're working out from home and there's really nothing else to do, use that time to figure out your body and pay attention to it and listen to it and feel what muscles are working so that when you can, when you can feel what muscle you're using to perform a movement, I want you to tap into that muscle and feel it with everything you have and squeeze it as hard as you can throughout the entire portion of the rep. And you're going to make an exercise that you could fly through and just kind of get done. You're going to take that same exercise and you're going to make it incredibly effective mm -hmm. just because of how in tune and intense you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys, even in yoga practice, you can make standing mountain pose very difficult just when you're standing on your feet whether your arms are by your sides or overhead because you engage your quads you engage your core you draw your shoulders back you reach through your crown if your arms are overhead you know your arms are going to burn out 30 seconds in it's just it's just that activation down dog plank all of it um pulses my favorite i love I'm pulse <laughs> I know. I, I, you'd be excited when I threw pulses into your at-home workout. Pulses make everything burn. They do. Yes. Yeah. They really light everything up. And again, that's another time under tension technique. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're putting your muscles through more of a workout because they're, they're under load for longer. Yeah. And one of the things that Josh has programmed for me this whatever go around I've got bands and pulses. So let's take a goblet squat at a band and a pulse. I mean, yeah, I may be able to squat. I don't know what I normally squat, but now I'm making the 35 pound kettlebell feel just like 185 pounds. Uh huh. That's how it's done, people. Yeah, that's how it's done. Take notes. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> well, you can make exercises hard. Uh, and, yes. it, and it's not about the weight, it's about how you perform the exercise. And people have been saying this for years. It's not how much you lift, it's how you lift it. Sure, I can, you know, bench 300 plus pounds, but I don't always do that because I get a more effective rep at, you know, 275. Yeah. There's, with less weight, I can focus and I can more effectively perform the exercise. I perform it with more intent and it works better for me. Dude, that's so cool. Um, another thing I'm doing a lot of right now are drop sets. Mm -hmm. why do drop sets why do they suck so bad drop sets really suck especially after if you're doing like a double or a triple drop set mm -hmm. uh that man that third one is always brutal yeah that, uh, yeah it's really brutal um so drop sets and drop sets and drop sets and mechanical drop sets um we'll talk about both of these but a drop set basically you perform an exercise for as many reps as you can at a certain weight, say it's, you know, you're doing goblet squats with 35 pounds, you go to failure, and then you pick up maybe a 25 pound dumbbell or kettlebell, and you go to failure again. And then if you're doing a double drop set, you would go to maybe like a 10 or 15 pound kettlebell. And so as you're exhausting your muscles at a current weight, you know you can perform more if you just lighten up the load a little. So you lighten up the load a bit, a little bit, and you go to failure again, and now you've got more time under tension. You're creating a massive amount of blood flow to that muscle, creating more damage, and um, and yeah, they're they're pretty painful. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be dropping weight or using a thinner band would be a traditional drop set. Um, and then you can do things like a mechanical drop set, and I recently did a post about this as well, and we'll use push-ups as an example. 
a mechanical drop set involves different variations of an exercise that make that exercise easier as you change them. So if you think of a push-up with your feet elevated, very difficult. So maybe, and you and I have done feet elevated push-ups. Maybe you can get 10, uh -huh. right? Um, I think you got 20 ones actually. <laughs> but feet elevated push-ups, go, go until you fail. And then go to regular push-ups with your feet on the ground, go until you fail. And then put your hands up on a surface, like a chair or a counter, um, so that your hands are elevated and your feet are on the ground and go until you fail again. Each one of those variations is easier than the last, so you'll be able to squeak out a few more reps every time. That is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Same thing with doing regular push-ups and then dropping to your knees. If you are working out at home and you have nothing, you need to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. You don't need anything. No. But having things gives you more options. Right. But that would be an example of a really effective chest workout that you can do at home using literally nothing. Yeah, that just got me really excited. Because push-ups are hard no matter what, right? Yeah, they are. Elevate your feet, yes. But now we've done this, a mechanical drop set. This is new to me, and I love it. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you train with me, you know I love supersets. But let's talk about supersets and why they are great to do if you're working out at home and you're trying to increase your intensity. Yes. Uh, we'll, well, let's talk supersets and compound sets. Okay. Because they're different. Um, and I, well, most people just kind of like call any two exercises you throw together a superset. In fact, the app I use does that. Um, but they are different. And um, basically, the point of, of them is to perform exercises in a row. And those would either be exercises that are antagonistic movements, for example, like a bicep curl and then a tricep extension, or compound movements together or compounded movements together, like maybe you do um, a regular bicep curl and then a hammer bicep curl with a, with a neutral grip, like you're holding a hammer. Mm -hmm. So you can do them either in, in a fashion that uses the same muscle group over and over, which gives you that kind of mechanical drop set type feel where you perform an exercise and then you perform a different variation of that same exercise. Um, or you perform two exercises together, like you know, a squat and a lunge, a bicep and a tricep exercise um, to force a lot of blood flow into the muscle. And um, there's also like a stretch uh, reflex, I believe I'll call it, that occurs where like if you're doing bicep curls and that your tricep is being stretched, yes. as you curl your bicep, your tricep stretches, mm -hmm. and then you flip that around and you do tricep extensions and your bicep stretches. Mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger used to tra train this way. He would do chest and back together because he would work his chest and his back would get stretched out mm -hmm. and then he would work his back and his chest would get stretched out. Very cool. Quads and hamstrings. Quads and hamstrings. Exactly. Work them together. Some people, and I used to, I used to actually find this, if I would split my leg training up into just quad days or quad focus days and then hamstring focus days, I would feel my pelvis rotate because my quads would get really tight or my hamstrings would get really tight and I could feel my pelvis tilt forwards or backwards and I would have to stretch to fix it because it would cause me like lower back pain. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, but training them both together works really well for me because it keeps even tension on both and they get a little bit of a stretch for each exercise. And so my pelvis stays much more stable. That's awesome. Yeah. Interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. But you guys, uh, you know, speaking of intent and training with intent and that mind muscle connection, I'm sure it took you a lot of training to connect to the fact that my pelvis feels different today. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Um, and it takes, it takes a lot of trauma to find out, <laughs> to find out that, you know, when something's not right, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, a lot of really intense focus during training sessions. Um, and then just being aware of your body. I don't think there's anything that's quite as important as being able to like understand your body and what it's trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. And back to, um, Oh gosh, what was it we were talking about? But, you know, training the muscle, not the movement. Mm-hmm. What, what I see a lot of with my clients is um, the, their knees will start to bother them. But you know what that is. They've got weak glutes. Yep. And so the minute we use like the bands so they can feel what it actually feels like to activate those glute meads when they open their knees towards their pinky toes, it's like a game changer. Yep. Yeah. If, if you're not aware of the feeling of a muscle activating, mm-hmm. then you don't know what other parts of your body are doing. You know, like we, we see it mm-hmm. because, you know, we'll watch our clients perform a lunge or a squat and we see their knees cave, knees cave in just a little bit and we immediately know, okay, we need more glute activation, glute medius activation. Um, but, it, but it's hard for people to understand it until they feel it. So it's a really good thing. Like, yeah, you put a band around their knees mm-hmm which you would think is going to pull your knees in mm-hmm. even more. And yeah, it does. But it also gives you this weird mental cue that I have to push against this yeah. in the opposite direction. And I use bands a lot with my in-person clients just to get them to feel what it's like to activate. Mm-hmm. For example, on like an overhead press, you've talked about this. Squeeze your butt. Yeah. People don't squeeze their butt enough on overhead press. You're Glutes are a, a, an important part of stabilizing your spine. And so I'll like pull people's hips back with a band so that they have to squeeze their butt forward. Mm. And that helps people understand, okay, that's what it feels like to activate this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to practice activating this and I'm going to get better at the movement because now I feel how my body is, is, is moving as a unit. Yes. That's awesome. We didn't have to do that because I do know how to use my glutes, but <laughs> I see how that would come in handy for uh-huh. someone with less glute connection. But you, so those are our big pumpkins. You've helped me with my little pumpkins. So we call our shoulders yeah. our little pumpkins. I had no connection to my rear delts, but Curtis, and you guys, I've been training for a very long time, but Josh helped me connect to those rear delts just this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a lot of work through your adults. Yeah. It, it took a lot for you to, to find them because you have such overactive traps and rhomboids that every time you, you did pull your elbow back, mm-hmm. like from in front of your body to almost behind your body, it was all your shoulder blades were coming together. Yeah. And it was all trap and rhomboid. And so we had to work really hard to turn that out. And how, I mean, we went through a ton of different variations. Yeah. But finally, we found out what worked for you. Mm-hmm. We, we got you to feel the muscle mm-hmm. and then you were able to train the muscle, not the movement. Cause when you were training the movement, you weren't training the right muscle. You were training 
the ones that were already overactive. And I'm, I do not want big traps. <laughs> That's the last thing I want. No offense to anyone out there who does want big traps. Not taken. <laughs> <laughs> but and also, you guys, I mean, I have an online program. Josh, Josh does online and in person. But I will say nothing will ever, 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 ever replace that one-on-one -on -one in person relationship because there's no way I would have done that by myself I don't think no that it was it's a really hard thing to do especially you like you said you've been training for a long time mm -hmm. and when whether it's just like going through life or whether you're training your body starts to move in ways that it just wants to move yeah. and sometimes that means it's not utilizing the muscles that we're trying to fire and those muscles just become dormant. And so to get you without physically being there with you and like poking your rear delts and being like, squeeze this, squeeze this, it is really difficult to like virtually help you turn a muscle on that's been off for years. Yeah. And I say off, like obviously it's still working. Right. But men, like mind muscle mentally, it's really hard for you to connect to it and find it, especially when it's in the back of your body. You can't see it. Yeah. That's a huge point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so anyone who is like, well, if you're having problems moving your body, it's probably just some old movement patterns that we have to unlearn. So the, the longer you move in a poor fashion, the harder it's going to be to retrain your body. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Amazing. So anything else that we need to talk about in terms of increasing our intensity at home, Josh? Um, I mean, I think we've covered a lot of it. The only other thing that I have here, uh, a couple other strategies would be, um, offset loading. Oh, what's this? Um, we've done this where I have you hold a weight in one hand, for example. Oh. Mm -hmm. Like if you're doing, um, your walking lunges with a kettlebell or a Bulgarian split squat with a kettlebell. Uh, instead of having you hold that directly center to your body with both hands, holding it down by your side and or, or up in your, in your elbow, um, front rack style on one side or the other, that's just going to make the exercise a lot harder because you're going to have to stabilize with your core a little bit more to, to, um, to manage the offset load. Okay. So that would be another way to make that harder. And you could think of this even as like when you're carrying your groceries in from the car and put them all in one hand mm -hmm. and try not to bend your spine. Yeah. Stand up nice and tall. Try not to wa like waddle when you walk. Mm -hmm. Brace your core really hard. And that would be an example of an offset load. Now you can do that same thing with like a lunge or a squat or, or a deadlift or anything really. Um, so that would be another option for people who have limited weight and want to make their exercise a little more functional and more difficult. Yeah, I was going to say that is super functional. And like, I'll be honest with you, I am not someone who's going to work out with a bag of dog food or a jug of water or whatever else people are using. But if on, but if that was my only option, I would be that person. Yep. Um, but this would be a great thing to do with the big ass thing of dog food. Yeah. Yeah. Or I have clients who use like jugs of cat litter or... Mm -hmm. The creativity that I'm seeing is, is, is amazing. I love it. I have one client who's putting like cans of soup and other canned goods into shopping bags 
Oh. And like, that's how she's increasing her weight mm-hmm. is week, week two, she did seven cans. Week three, she did eight cans, <laughs> which is hysterical, but it's like a really creative way to progressively overload. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you can just hold something off center. Yeah. And it's going to make the exercise harder. That's great. So the offset load, and then what was the other thing that you said? The other thing that I said is a much more advanced technique, and and I I wouldn't recommend um, people do it unless they're very familiar with the um, the protocol. But um, and and Chris Duffin uh, talks about this recently. Um, but blood flow restriction training ah. is an advanced technique, basically, and and. <laughs> There's a couple camps on it. Some people think that it's really dangerous because it could cl- help. It could contribute to blood clots. The but there is a lot of science that shows that as long as you follow a certain protocol, it is not dangerous. Um, but basically, the theory is um, you almost you would like wrap bands. They make these blood flow restriction bands, or some even come with like a pressurized cuff, almost like a like a blood pressure monitor. And those are the best way to go. They're just a little more expensive. But you would basically wrap that band around just below your shoulder at the top of your arm if you're going to train your arms or an upper body movement or all the way up around your leg at the very, very top of your leg um, to, if you're going to train lower body movements. And essentially what blood flow restriction does is it, well, it does not block off the arterial flow of blood into your muscles, into your, your extremities. Um, but it does block off the venous return. Mm. So basically blood can get into the muscle, but it can't get out or it can, it gets out very slowly. Um, it's restricted. And what that creates is a massive amount of blood flow that's going through or, or blood that's pools in your muscles. And it has this way of mimicking heavy weight. Mm -hmm. So you'll see this a lot. If you, if any, if anybody's ever had, um, a knee injury, like an ACL injury, perhaps, um, a good physical therapist will implement blood flow restriction training as a part of your recovery process because it tricks your body into thinking that you're lifting really heavy loads. But after a serious injury, you're, you're, you know, you could be doing like five pounds. Yeah. So it tricks your muscles into thinking it's heavy, which sparks growth, but it's really safe for your joints. That's awesome. Yeah. So that would be another one that um, if you're familiar with the concept, if you're familiar with the protocol, that would be another more advanced way to mimic heavier loads at home. Absolutely. Um, Before we wrap up too, we were talking about where to get the bands because, so you guys know I had ordered, I was so pumped because I got a squat rack off of Amazon, like before everything hit the fan um, as it was hitting, I should say. Um, And then I ordered a barbell and some weight plates from somewhere else. Then yesterday just got noticed that, their manufacturer had to shut down the production and all this stuff's like oh but what what i found is the the equipment that's getting stocked up the fastest are the bands bands are relatively inexpensive i think they're worth the money for sure i mean if this is where we're at for the next two months it's all up to you but i feel like this is a super affordable option and places you can get them because i will tell you i've got bands from target they break they snap they roll yeah, that hurts. yeah, it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. You don't so, to snap on you. Yeah, no, I actually had a girl, yeah, snapped her, busted her lip. No, yeah, 
Oh, but gosh. I don't want to scare people. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why you got to get good bands. So you got your bands from. I got my bands from Elite FTS. I got the Mountain Dog Pack. Mm-hmm. And it was like 85 bucks or something like that. Um, they've been restocked and sold out time and time again because everyone's buying them. And it is a, it is a pretty small investment for the versatility and for having them for the rest of your life or however long they last. Right. Um, you now, once you buy them, you have a gym to go anywhere. Seriously, you can travel with these. A set yeah. of dumbbells is expensive. Like when yeah. you look at the price of a dumbbell, y'all, that's one dumbbell. You have to buy yeah. two of those. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't make that mistake. For the bands, it's a really good buy. And if you're invested in your progress, if you're invested in your fitness, mm-hmm. it's a really small price to pay. Yeah. So you got yours at Elite FTS. I got two big ass bands from them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Westside Barbell, you were saying. Yeah, Westside Barbell, Louis Simmons, uh, one of the father uh founding fathers of uh strength curves and variable resistance training <laughs> um i think their instagram is Westside barbell there's a link on there and they have their own bands now um which i mean their guys train with thousands of pounds and those bands they they really put them through a rigorous process so i would trust those bands as well Absolutely. So, and I'll put this, I'll put links y'all in the end of show notes. I got, um, I, I ordered a set from Dr. John Rusin. He's got a whole variety pack that he uses. I trust him. I love that guy's programming. Um, and then Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He's got Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady bands. (laughs) Um, and another place I'm sure rogue or rage is carrying these yeah, as well. I'm sure Rogue Rage, Rep Fitness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of these bands, like I think Rogue's, a lot of them are you buy, buy them by the each. Yeah. Um, some of Elite FTS's bands are, like the Mountain Dog Pack is a really good at-home pack. There are other packs that are much more expensive um, just because there's a lot more options. There's a lot more variety in there. But um, I would recommend people just find a good pack that has a good amount of variety, like a really thin one. Mm-hmm. And usually if they come colored, that's best. Yeah. So like a really thin one and then like a little bit thicker all the way up until like the thickest one that I've seen, you might have a thicker one, but like a couple inches mm-hmm. wide. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of a lot of resistance. It's a shit ton of resistance. I can't do shit with it. <laughs> I mean, it's probably my body weight because I could do a pull-up. Like, I could do 100 pull-ups with that little thing. Big thing. Yeah. You could, you, you could use it for your squats then. I, I, but I can't get it over my shoulders. Like, well, you got to squat down and then you put it over. <laughs> you understand how resistant it is. <laughs> You're missing the point. You need to do a video of you just trying to get under the bed. <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh and you guys know i love my x-bands x-bands booty bands are i think they are the best they have a cloth band that's legit because i got a nice cloth band from brett Contreras, um but i lost it i think someone actually took it but um and i couldn't he was sold out so i have a cloth band from the x-bands i have their multi-pack which i use weekly and they also have one longer circular band that's red, and I use it quite often. 
So I can't say enough good things about X-Band. Seriously, quality is there. I've never had one snap on me, and I've had them for years. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I'll have Josh back, you guys, because clearly he knows what he's talking about. Um, any other, any final thoughts, Josh? No, I think, I mean, we covered a lot here. I think that the real takeaway here is that if you want it to happen, it will. Mm -hmm. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. And if it's not, you know, things get in the way, maybe you'll find an, maybe there's an excuse. Um, and maybe you just have to take care of your mental health first right now. That's top priority for everybody. Um, but as far as your physical fitness goes, it's not the equipment that makes your fitness what it is like fall in love with why you started again you know you didn't as as competitors you know a lot of us didn't um start working out because we wanted to be huge and ripped or you know maybe not it wasn't always like a physical appearance a lot of us started working out just because we liked the way it made us feel and you don't need equipment to do that so work out because it feels good Push your body's limits because you're able to, and it's a gift to find out what your body is capable of, and everybody should, and train with intent, and train to failure, and train for the adaptation, physically, mentally, train because it makes you a better person. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like to say to my people is like, you're doing this because you love yourself. We're not doing this because we hate ourselves. We're trying to beat ourselves into the ground. It all comes from a place of love. And I love what you just said. I love everything that you just said. Those are really, really wise words, you guys. And only you know your priorities. If it's important to you, it's important. No one can piss on your priorities. So just get clear, get quiet so you can realize, okay, this is important to me. And if your 30-minute workout is your only alone time, then please prioritize it. Even if you just go down there and meditate or think about moving your body, get away from the other people that are in your house. Cause I know you, you protect know. your energy. Yeah. Gotta protect, protect your, your energy. energy. You know, we, we talked about this before we started the podcast, but especially right now, everyone's feeling a little bit on edge because we're, you know, taking care of our kids school now and everybody's crammed in the house and we don't have our outlets that we normally have. And we don't have the gyms and we can't even go snowboarding right now, (laughs) but we have to protect our energy. You can't take care of other people unless you take care of yourself first. So put your oxygen mask on first, protect your energy, keep your battery packs full, your proverbial battery packs full, and you'll be a much happier, better person and more able to take care of people that you love in your life. Absolutely. hundred percent. Oh, awesome, Josh. Well, it's so good to see you. I wish the rest of you guys could could see Josh and I because we are on our, our Zoom call. But this was great. If anyone has questions, I'll link them up to you. I'll post um, your social and the place where we're getting our bands so everyone can keep doing what they love. Awesome. Right. I appreciate it. I love having I love you having me on. Yeah. And I hope we do it again soon. Yeah, oh, we will. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Joshy. All right. Bye, Kelly. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in today, you guys. If you have any other training or nutrition topics that you want Josh and I to cover, please let us know. Both of us are experts in our field. We've been doing this for a while and we just want to make you, um, help you to be the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.